Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We are two people who have not been released by the WWE. I'm studying Sean, along with my partner, David the Smart Mark. David, how you doing? Yeah, I'm brilliant, mate, actually. Uh, rough weather over here in the UK. Um, we just got over bonfire night, so the dog and the cat have just recovered. It's been an interesting week, particularly behind the scenes with the world of professional wrestling. Um, so, looking forward to getting into it with you, big sir. Well, David, there's only one place that we can start. It's the Stunning Six Questions. It's time for the Stunning Six Question. All the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, David and Sean can make sense of it. Okay, David, back on Thursday, you sent me a message. It was simply... Have you seen the list of WWE releases? I was at work, so no, I didn't. So I came home, and I looked at the list. This list is headlined by Killian Cross, Keith Lee, Frankie Monet, who literally never had a chance at the WWE. They brought her in, the former Tyler Battery, the wife of John Morrison, and they never gave her a freaking chance. What in the world is going on with the WWE? Mate, it, that list was really, really interesting. I know we've freaked out. We've had other days commentaries like this where there's been a big series of releases. It's becoming more and more common with the, within the WWE. But this one was really interesting because there was some I was actually grateful for and didn't expect. Nia Jax and Ember Moon. I, if they never get in a wrestling ring again, I'll be the happiest man in the world. And you know that. And I'm not telling anything our listeners don't know. But I'm still absolutely gobsmacked that they've been released. More so than others who shouldn't have been, like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. You mentioned it, Frankie Monet. I mean, the one that does me, the one that I really, really, really can't get my bonds around, that it just shows how out of touch this company are, is Harry Smith. You've got the natural story there. He look, if they can do it with bloody Steiner Jr. Look at Harry Smith. His finishing moves the same as his dad. He looks like his dad. He hasn't quite got the Manchester accent, the Wigan accent, because he's lived most of his life in the, in North America, over over there in the North. But he's got more talent than half of that roster have got in their big frigging toe. And he's gone. And that was one that really, really surprised me. I'm not surprised at Keith Lee, no matter what your opinion, anyone's opinion of him, thinking outside of the Bearcat of the way he was used on NXT, because obviously his face didn't fit. And there's been more and more stories released, allegedly, how difficult he was to work with in NXT this week. So that doesn't actually surprise me. But I hope he goes away, becomes a humbler man, if that's true, and comes back um, and shows them. Does a dr- Almost as a Drew, maybe, say. Um, goes back and proves what ability he's got and comes back. Apparently, Sean, this isn't the end of it. Apparently, they're, having, they're going to be looking at the roster and having regular cuts um, over six weeks to eight-week period. What are they doing? I don't know. They said it's down to money. We both know that's complete bullcrap. We both know that that's complete. With the Peacock money, the Saudi money, it's not down to money at all. Exactly. If you are a part of our Facebook group, Real Free Professional Wrestling, I literally left a commentary about that where I said, like, I'm not surprised anymore about the WWE cut because at the end of the day, they're not a pro wrestling company anymore. They are a publicly traded company. They only care about the bottom line. As long as they can make their bottom line larger, 
they'll do whatever they need to. They can really have a roster of 20 people. I want that bottom line looks good. The thing is, mate, you sum that up quite well. But the big difference is, I haven't got a problem with that. They're a business. I have this argument with um, over here in the world of football. The, the big argument for me has been what's happened at Newcastle United recently because the previous owner, as hated as he was, ran it like a business and kept the bottom line on the plus side, which not many UK football clubs still manage to do. So I've got no problem with Vince keeping the bottom line above there. What I have got a problem with, in the meantime, that the talent that they've got and they're working with, they've got no, no one involved who are wrestlers. Who, 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 we, and we said this time and time again. I'm getting angry even thinking about it again. You know, the booking, the script writers, the, you know, where are the wrestling people these days, Sean? You know, what are they doing? AEW are at least trying. And I'm sure we'll talk about what was an interesting week for AEW, including Rampage last night, which I actually watched live because I wanted to see the Punk-Kingston confrontation. I'm sure we're going to come on to that. I don't know. The WWE, I said it weeks ago, are doomed. And I think that apart from the money, they're gonna, it's going to get to a point where the bigger boys, because they've got no audience, are going to come along and they're going to nail them. Okay, so one more little bit of story about these releases. If you follow Nia Jax on her Instagram account, she posted a statement about her release. So apparently she's been away for a while dealing with some mental health issues, okay? So she actually messages them back saying if she could extend her leave. She didn't get a response. Later in the same week, she got cut. That's not a jack. You know, um, it sounds harsh, but to be fair, that that lady should not be in a wrestling ring. So to me, it's irrelevant. I, I, I take your point. I, I do take your point, and I know what you're trying to say. And if it had been on any other of the releases apart from Ember Moon, who again, there's another one who shouldn't be in the wrestling ring. I, you know, I would have taken it. But the, the, the WWE is a, as a, as a, a business as a, and as an entity are, are abhorrent, and 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 they're just abhorrent. Um, and unless you're top end or can bend yourself over backwards for the top stars, I'm looking forward to seeing Charlotte Flair in AEW. I'm calling it now. It's going to happen within the next. Next, next six months, okay, you mark the date today, Charlotte Flair, if she's got a no-complete cause, um, if it's, you know, she's got a 90-day cause, but she's going to be, um, she's going to be in AW quicker than you can imagine it. David, you led me right into standing question number two, because standing question number two, apparently the WWE has a new mandate when it comes to hiring female professional performers. Yeah. They have to be 25 years or younger. So how old is Charlotte Flair? I don't know. Um, let's have a look. You, you you, talk to the good people and I'll have a look, see how old she is. Allow me to offer you two examples here of two people that we enjoy. Jenny's 32. KLR is 29. Okay, WWE, I dare you to release both of them. Right, okay. Have a guess how old Charlotte is. I want to say Charlotte Flair is like 28. Nope, you're way out, mate. 35. She's 35. That's oh yeah, that's right. She was a teenager in w, when she was WCW. Yeah, so I guess um, Charlotte. I mean, it's it's just a ridiculous, you know, in a day of um, in, 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 in a in a generation of woke people of snowflakes, if you like, and I know that's meant as an insult, but I'm using it as an example so everyone can understand this. <laughs> Why Why are they getting away with it, Sean? You know, oh, we're only going to employ women. It's going back to the, the TNA days of w, uh, WWE or WWF as, as it was then. We're only going to employ you if you look like an athlete. You know, poor old Viper's going to be out 
faster than... I think Viper will be on the next one without a, a doubt. Dewdrop or whatever, you know. Well, Britt Baker had a very poignant comment. She got interviewed by the Washington Post this past week. And she was talking about, if you hire a bunch of models and a bunch of athletes and put them into a warehouse and teach them how to talk and do all the same things, it's not going to lead you to having a successful division. And she's really, really true about it. Yep, and I'm getting more and more respect for that lady because she's worked hard. She literally has bust herself to make herself better. And I can, you know, we can all forgive that. We can all see the improvement. Um, when AW started, she was the chosen one, if you like. Um, and you can see why. Um, there's a st- story there, there's a lot there. But unfortunately, she didn't cut it in the ring to start with. And they worked it out. It's one of the areas AEW worked it out. They got her out, they got her, put her, they, they, they did the Paul Heyman. They accentuated the positives, hid the negatives. So they put her on the mic with, with Tony, and they, you know, created that nice little, um, that nice little interview style. She became popular because of her promos. Well, obviously backstage, she was working her bum off to get better in the ring and did get better in the ring. And fair play to her. Totally turned. You know, obviously we love ourselves a bit of Brit. She's very, very good. The, the, the promo with Ruby Soho when Ruby Soho turns up was absolutely fantastic. As good as any of the, you know, as good as someone like MJF. And, and she's a prime example of how to do it right. David, it's like the people at WWE, well, for one, they're all in their late 60s and 70s. So they're from that generation where <laughs> they rarely have the bikini models instead of having the quote-unquote real athletes who can actually wrestle, which is what a lot of new new wrestling fans want to have. They want to see actual female wrestlers that can wrestle. And the other product, that's what they're doing right now. You should be copying your competition because your competition is going to pass you by. I genuinely think it does. Um, it's interesting, actually. I'm going to do a cheap plug here. On the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show on Tuesday, all being well, I've got a young man coming in the studio live who was at the WWE house show here in the UK last night. And I'm going to get his take on it and get his opinion of, in theory, what is absolutely the perfect target demographic, which is nine nine to 14-year-olds. And I'm going to get his take on it. And hopefully if we can get him in the studio, because I know he was at Nottingham Live, um, it will be very, very interesting to see the take on that. Well, David, sending question number three. You also messaged me, I want to say Friday, about a retirement so what are your thoughts about Sabu and his retirement? Yeah, I, for a start, I don't believe it, but it was an official announcement. So obviously, me and you tend to work like that during the week because of, A, the time difference between Cambridgeshire, UK and Knoxville, Tennessee, and also your work. So we tend to sort of like just throw each other random messages just so, you know, we interesting stuff that we think, the other one should see or hopefully be made aware of. Um, met, met Terry Brunk a couple of times up in Scotland. I've got to be honest, he was one of the meet your heroes. Oh, that was disappointing. Um, he was all about the money, I suppose, at the time because it was an overseas trip and he was coming to the end of coming to the end of his career. Obviously, an utter legend, a well-known name across the board. Um, genuinely put his body on the line. Found, you know, one of the four founders of a style that has now gone over the top, but he seemed to find a happy medium of doing it and a style of doing it so it wasn't quite that gratuitous. He'll certainly be remembered as um, certainly be remembered as one of the, the, the biggest characters in modern-day wrestling, and boy, did he put his body on the line. Exactly, David. If you think ECW, he is literally inside 
Those are the first three people you think of when you hear the letters ECW. Yeah, he'd be in most people's ECW, original ECW, Mount Rushmore. Okay, David, we're moving over to stunning question number four. What match are you looking forward to the most from AEW Full Gear? That's a good question, my friend. Um, now, I reviewed the card on Tuesday and there were six matches. And obviously, since then, we've had Punk, Eddie Kingston. And officially, what's the other one that's been added? Um, I believe it's the Elite and um, Luchasaurus and Christian. Um, I've got to be honest, I think the one I'm looking forward to most is... Um, Darby, Darby MJF, if I'm honest. You know what, David? You did surprise me because I thought you would go with another certain match. I thought you would go with Miro versus Daniel no. Bryanson. I fear for that. I hope I'm wrong. I fear for that. I don't know whether this... I'm really worried about a Styles Clash. <laughs> Hello, AJ. Uh, a Styles Clash here. Um, that was impromptu. Sorry. I, will... I don't know. I've got my doubts about it. Obviously, from Dynamite and Rampage this week, AEW have played their hand pretty much how they had to. Can't argue with the choice of Miro. He squashed Orange, which is what he was. He, he, he had to do. They played it right. And it's an interesting match. Oh, don't get me wrong, but it's not the first on my highlight reel. I would also put Punk after last night with Rampage. I would also put my, my personal interest, Punk and Eddie, above that as well. Okay, would you say Punk versus Eddie is going to be better than Omega versus Hangman Page? <sighs> yes, yes, 100%. Depending on the time... Um, because I get the feeling there'll be shenanigans in um, in in the main event. I don't think they'll be able to help it. Um, I think I think I, I'm intrigued by Eddie and Punk. I liked the way they got away from the Moxley issue of Dynamite on Wednesday when all of a sudden Punk's best mates were Moxley. I didn't buy that. I know what they were trying to do, but I didn't buy that. There should have been someone else come out and done that. But last night they got to the nitty gritty, and I really really liked it. It was a good pull apart. It was a passionate pull apart. I thought they did it well. David, that was one of the best promos of the year. And I agree with you. I feel like Eddie Keaton submitted the one opening up Wednesday Night Dynamite talking about Moxley. And we like to send out yeah. our support to John Moxley and we wish him a speedy recovery of prolonged sobriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, all, all of that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you've got line coming up, but yeah, that the promo last night, the, those two guys, the facials, as, as, they, as they, they're naturally, they didn't need a script. They drew a lot of stuff. I, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay, David. Standing question number five. Are we heading towards a breakup of Mustache Mountain? Yeah, simple question, simple answer. Yes, of course we are. You can see it coming. Um, It'd be interesting to see how they do it. I, I have faith in them not to cock it up. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Tyler Bate and Trent Seven again, quite happily. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great match, and they're two great wrestlers. But I don't want them to break the tag team up, but I know they're going to do it. Um, It's been done before, Sean. They'll come back round again. Um, unfortunately, I'm being a bit smug here. It's nothing new. It's nothing I haven't seen before. You can see it coming. You can see it coming in the script. And, yeah, it, it is what it is, mate. Um, Speaking of how they got there, I kind of enjoyed the fact that you had Pretty Daily come down there and force the towel to t be tossed into the ring to get the, the actual give up of the cup to Norman Dar. I thought it was a nice way to get around to it. Yeah, also another thing, yeah, you're right, you bang on. Also, another thing with this as well, you think about it, how they're doing it. They're leading into a four-way next week, yeah, or this coming Thursday. Um, And what they're going to do, there is the possibility of, it, it, they can tease this, they can they can long-term long tease this. Something's going to happen, in my opinion, on Thursday, that 
Trent or Tyler can blame another one of the teams or another one, you know, because there's going to be so many bodies in the ring, et cetera, et cetera. They don't necessarily have to give it up straight away. Exactly. The one thing we can count on is some solid booking from NSC UK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Smallman sucks. Well, we'll, we'll foreshadow this later because I got a rent coming up. Good. I know who. Sunny question number six. Are you tired of King Woods and the whole King theme of the New Day? And we're only two weeks into this. Of course, I was tired of them. I was tired of them six years ago. <laughs> I never liked the New Day. Right? I never liked the New Day. It's too kiddish for me. You know, the the guys within the group are brilliant. Are good wrestlers. Good solid hands. Um, Kofi's outstanding. Kofi Kofi is an outstanding wrestler. Anything to do with the New Day instantly turns me off. So I've, I've, I'm done with them before they were even conceived. Sorry to be brutal and short to the point, but um, no, nothing. They don't do it for me. They really don't. And I can respect them. I'm not slagging them off as talents. Um, I'm, you know, in-ring performance. But it's too kiddish for me. It always has been. The trombones, the pancakes, the Cheerios, what have you. Other breakfast cereals are available. Um, I just no. No, no, no. It's not what I want, mate. It's not what I want to see in my professional wrestling. You know, if AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe started doing that, it would put me off them. Do you know what I mean? Okay, David. So the New Day are supposed to be the baby faces on SmackDown, and they're coming out to face the Budline. And you just start listening to this promo from Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, and all I want is for the head of the table to get out of that ring and smash and lay those two people out. Yeah. I was literally wanting yeah. to see the bloodline to go over. Yeah, it's like it's like the Cody booking at the moment, and I don't know whether they're coming on to that. Again, hopefully not. Um, but, yeah, it's just people sometimes just can't see the wood for the trees. They really can't because they're so invested in what and they're writing for these guys, what they're preparing for these guys, that they just can't see it. Well, David, that's going to wrap up the 76 questions. And while we're talking about things we don't like, let's just go ahead and do your duds of the week. It's time for Duds well, Dud of the Week. What has set him off this week? Okay, besides Cody Rose, what is ticking you off this week? Oh, no, no, Cody's lesser of lesser of many evils this week. Again, we're going back to old school, and I don't know how they... I, I really don't... I watched... I woke up 1 o'clock on a UK um, Wednesday morning, 1am, and put NXT on. Boys, oh boys, what a mistake. Because within 20 minutes, we got a dance-off, and it's just like... I don't get this. I just, how? I, I I can't explain it. I'm just watching this television of one of my favourite pastimes that I've loved for over 48 years. I've loved being able to understand and love professional wrestling. And I'm sat looking at this programme thinking, what have you done to something that I love? And, mate, I don't ever want to see it again. I'm, I'm, I, whatever happens. I am now, I'm done with NXT. I am not going to watch it unless the only thing that might change my mind is if you use a code word and message me and say, no, look, just swallow your pride and watch this segment. But as concerns a program, no, it can go to hell. It really, well, it has gone to hell. It's gone to hell in a handcart. It's awful. It really is just, it's actually embarrassing. It's, it's that, again, we, we talked about moments recently that made us proud. The CM Punk coming back to AW Danielson. The Some of the stuff on NXT, the Kaylee Ray, uh, Mieko, Satomura uh, matches. Stuff that makes you want to be a wrestling fan. Stuff where you can justify it to people. Say, you watch that. 
that. You'll like that. And then you have stuff that I saw on that two, that, that NXT show that is, um, it makes me embarrassed to actually say that I'm a 48-year-old wrestling a 48-year-in wrestling fan. Okay, so we get that dance-off, and all we got from KLR was a similar promo from the week before. Please, WWE, free KLR. Yeah, but she's going to get sacked soon. She'll be gone soon. Let's face it with these releases. What's the point? You're going to have Viper, Nikki Storm will be another one who'll go soon. Just despair. I mean, Jesus, even, um, what's her face from bottom drop from the, you know, the hit row got released. I don't know what, what her name is and I don't care. But that's how bad, you know. Again, another project they sort of half invested in. All right, they invested in it badly because it's complete and utter rubbish. But then no one's safe. Exactly, David. And oh, by the way, she just signed a contract this week and she got released in the same week. Well, she's got to be paid off. Although knowing the WWE contracts is probably not worth the paper it's written on. Allow me to do my bit <laughs> this week. And it comes from NST UK. I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. But it's not Jenny. Oh, okay. We saw Zyla Brookside do a backstage segment where they did a tweet to her character. No longer is she the fun-loving baby-face Zyla Brookside. <laughs> she's acting like a spoiled brat. And she's calling her father, and if you know the note, he's a trainer in NCUK, UK, Robbie Britside. And I'm just sitting there going, why are you turning a girl that screams baby face into a freaking brat of a hill when you don't have that many faces on NCUK? UK? Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. You've just summed it up in your last point. Personally, I wasn't offended by the heel turn. But it did strike me, and that point did actually hit me. It's like, hang on, you've got very few baby faces on this. The the Robbie Brooks side uh, <laughs> did, did make me chuckle. Really did make me chuckle. But hey, you know, um, yeah, I can see that. I'm surprised it wasn't Ginny, I've got to be honest. But you, you summed it up. I don't think necessarily she needs the title. As long as they keep her in the main event picture, because she is quality. She is absolute quality, and she deserves a bigger platform. Okay, so my secondary rant of a show about... Oh, well, I have a secondary rant. They literally spoiled the outcome of their main event by having B Priestley pop up right before the match, talking to the two ladies, and I'm going, oh, okay, that's the next challenger. Of course, Satnamore is going to win this match. So thank you, NST, for spoiling the match. To be fair, it didn't ruin it for me because I expected that anyway. Um, and I'm not being smart here. Um, I just expected that. I didn't think Ginny was was going to win that match in any way, shape or form, mate. But I, I, I still stand by. She doesn't need necessarily the title. But boy, do NXT UK need her. She's, she's developing and developing and improving and improving and becoming must-watch. She's their top heel. I mean, literally, she's the top heel of NXT UK. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've got no issue with that, mate. She's brilliant. When I first started watching her, I was like, oh, yeah, she's all right. It's a, yeah, it's a, a routine gimmick, and this is not in NXT. This is across the Indies. Um, but she's in, she's one area where she's gone into a bigger company and actually really, really just... Improved 100%. Okay, we just need to keep her in NSC UK. Keep her in Europe. Don't let her come to the States. No, 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 because it'd be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you could be right, mate. You could be right. Okay, so we're going to go and talk about the best of the best, our top five moments of the week. It's RFPW's top five moments of the week. So, David, what are your top five moments of the week? 
Um, I, I can't remember what I've got. Hang on, let me just... Um, right, again, in no particular order. I enjoyed two off NXT UK, which was Ginny Sakamura, and I enjoyed the interaction between Rampage Brown and Ilya Dragunov. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. They were really high up there until I watched Rampage last night, and then we had the Punk Eddie Eddie promo and face-off, which was absolutely, utterly, utterly outstanding. I really, really enjoyed that. I quite liked the interaction between um, the Inner Circle and America's Top Team this week because I actually wasn't. I didn't see it coming. And this is my bad because I should have. I didn't see the inter- the, inter- the introduction of Dan Lambert into the um, full gear match with the Inner Circle. Didn't see that coming until, until almost the very last second. And I should have seen that coming quite like that. And I absolutely loved the build again to MJF Derby. I thought thought MJF and Derby, they're just knocking off spots off each other. And I thought that was fantastic. So they were my moments of the week. Okay, I did enjoy the Inner Circle and American Top Team segment. And they should really look into getting Paige Van Sam into AEW for a part-time role. Because she has my skills. Her mic skills are good. She hang with Jericho. No, no, no. Um, I, yeah, I, I was just agreeing with you, mate. I just think you, I think you bang on. I think you know. I think there's a lot to be said for that girl. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Sorry. So I have five matches. My top five matches of the week, and I will go from five to number one. So number five came from Raw. It's Finn Balor versus Chad Gable. Short match, but still. Very entertaining if you just take it for the match and don't care about storylines. I have Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels from AEW Dynamite, the opener of the show. Yet again, it was a decent match. Maybe not one of the hotter matches they have. Usually they have a really hot match to start AEW Dynamite, but I kind of enjoyed it. And you got the Adam Page face-off with Omega at the end, which kind of buffed up just a little bit, okay? My number three match of the week is Adam Cole. Versus John Silvers from AEW Rampage. It's probably better than the Omega match. Just by a hair. And I'm going to go to number two. It's Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bowen from AEW Rampage. Give me a Daniel Bryanson match every week on Rampage. And I'll be perfectly happy. And of course, David, number one. It's Sakamura versus the uncrowned champion of NC UK in my heart, Jenny. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, I have to say, um, some of those matches that you mentioned for me, I know the context you've taken them in, but they were just fillers. It was just stuff for storylines and to get over for me. Um, so they didn't, they didn't warrant anything. You know, it was a week of good promos. I actually thought. AEW Dynamite and Rampage did a really good build for Full Gear. I thought they, they developed the matches really well, particularly with having the, you know, because originally, obviously, we all knew it was meant to be Duck Bryan uh, versus Moxley in, in Full Gear. They've handled that well, um, so I like what they've done there. No, I thought it was a good week of promos, to be fair, and a good build week for AEW, and I'm looking forward to Full Gear possibly more now than I was before. Well, you know, AEW always has this ability to fill their pay-per-views up better than WWE. And I do believe it's the simple fact that AEW only has four major pay-per-views. So they really hammer it home because that's their bread and butter. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very good point. Yeah, at the moment, they only have the four. I mean, hopefully next year, I'd like to see them go up to um, a solid six and then just the occasional, obviously, you know, like like they did where they had the Arthur Ashe 
you know, stadium dynamites, if you like. You know, I thought that was a good idea. But yeah, that's a very good point. A really good point. Well, David, speaking of that, there was a story earlier this week that AEW is looking for a brand name for those four specials they're going to have on TAT in 2022. They can't use Clash of the Champions because WWE owns the rights to that. So they're going to go back just a little bit more in history, back to the NWA days, and it's going to maybe be the Battle of the Belts. That's fair. Nothing, nothing wrong with going. Nothing wrong with a little bit of history there, mate. Um, nothing wrong with it at all. Um, obviously, you know, you know, as we've got to know each other over this this period of time, you know, I'm anything to do with the the end. Not even the NWA. I know, obviously, you've got the dust. We've got the dusty thing hanging over hanging over us and stuff. And I've got no problem with that. Yeah, I, 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 it'd be interesting to see if they can actually get or, or say have two on two on um original names and two on classic names. Exactly. So, David, it's time. It's time for the Churchill Cup. <laughs> it's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to review AEW Full Gear as David the Smart Mark defends his Churchill Cup against his Patriot Saint of Stunning. So, David, I have this first selection this time, buddy. I don't know you with that. You know me, I'm a sporting champion. Okay, with my first selection, I'm going right to the main event. I'm going to the AEW World Championship match. Give me Heyman Adam Pace to defeat Kenny Omega. Okay, that's one I didn't want, so I'm grateful for that. However, if I'd have been pushed, you've made the same selection I would have done. Let's put it like that. Um, I'm going to go the false count anywhere. Six-man tag team match, Super Click versus Jurassic Express, and I'm going to pick the Super Click. Okay, with my second selection... I'm going to the AEW Women's World Title match, and this is going to break my loving heart. It's Britt Baker versus <laughs> Kai Conti. Forgive me, Kai Conti, but give me Britt Baker for the victory. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. 100%. Um, I'm going to uh, then go to uh, Brian Danielson versus Miro. The AEW World Championship Eliminate Tournament Final. Winner receives a future world championship slot. It's got to be Brian Danielson. There's no other got to be. Yes, it's too early for Brian Danielson to get defeated. And we can have a sidebar here. Yeah. They should never give away Malachi Bat's first loss on free TV. They should have saved it for this, where they could charge $50 for it. Because that would have been something special. But nope, can't have that. Okay. With my fourth selection, I'm going to go to the Darby Allen versus MJF match. And this is a 50-50 match, David. And I'm going to go with Darby Allen to defeat MJF. Okay. I've got to be honest, I would have gone MJF there, but I do agree with you. It's a 50-50 shout. Well, my next choice, I'm going to CM Punk, Eddie Kingston with Punk to win. Exactly. This is going to be probably the best match on the card, besides maybe if Brian Danielson can leave Miro to... A good match, but I see your point. CM Punk's gonna win this match. It's too early for CM Punk to have a loss. Well, I will go with the tag team title match for the AEW World Titles. It's gonna be our favorite team, FTR versus the Lucha Bros, and give me FTR to capture the other set of tag team titles. And yes, they're oh, wow. got with both sets. Wow, interesting, interesting. 
I think that's a 50-50. I genuinely don't know which side of the fence I would have fallen there, so I'm glad I don't have to. Whereas you have left me with the one out of those two that I wanted, which was which is the Inner Circle versus Men of the Year plus America's top team, and um, the Inner Circle are going to win that. He's not easily, but the Inner Circle, it's a comfortable decision for me to make. The Inner Circle will take that. Exactly. Now, I wish the men of the year weren't involved in this match, and it's literally the inner circle versus the other three guys. And you can have the inner circle just defeat the non-wrestlers, because this doesn't yeah. do any favors for Scorpio Sky or even Paige at all. This whole feud has not done anything for him. No, I agree. I agree entirely. We both know Scorpio Sky is particularly talented. I've got no issue with all it. I mean, we've just not seen them wrestle. Um, Just not seen them wrestle that much, mate. And, you know, but hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they'll get... Obviously, it's going to be reasonably long outing with it being a 10-manner. It's almost going to be like the football field matches. They're going to go everywhere. There'll be some moments of high comedy, some cloak and mirrors for, to protect Dan Lambert, which I admire Dan Lambert for getting involved in it. Um, I think that could be quite funny because I do quite like him when he doesn't shout all the time. You know, when he starts just stood there screaming, thinking that's what a heel should do. It's not. But I do quite like him. I think there's a lot of potential there. Okay, David. So we are going to wind up this episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. I'm going to give you a teaser for the sunny segment on Finland Youth Radio this coming week. I will be previewing the Battle in the Valley for New Japan Pro Wrestling which will be on the same day as AEW Full Gear. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I had a look at the card. There's a couple of matches I'm looking forward to. There's a couple of matches I'm not, because our favourite fellow from Impact Wrestling's on there, um, and I don't particularly ever want to see him in a wrestling ring again. And also, he's up against, was it Juice Robinson? Yeah, Juice Robinson. Oh, this is like... But there are some matches in there I definitely want to see. Also, we want to take time to pay tribute to all who serve in the United Kingdom Army, Navy, Air Force, Canadian Army, Navy, and Air Force. As Remembrance Day is this Thursday, and here in the States, it's Veterans Day. So we're going to take time and say thank you to all the veterans who serve past, present, and future. And with that, we thank you. And David, why don't you tell the stunning people have a great week and get ready to celebrate the stunning victory that's coming this weekend. Oh, dear. I don't know what to say. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for listening. Genuinely. Honoured that, you know, people take time out and listen to me and Sean meander on about professional wrestling. But as concerns the Churchill Cup, it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. And and I'm just being nice. I'm just being polite. But it's going nowhere. Well, I guess you want me to go find Dana Housen and break his utter ankle for you. (sighs) Who messaged me? Um, and said, oh, look, Dan Housen, Mance Warner. That happened in Knoxville. You might as well have confessed. You might as well have confessed. Bear in mind I'm an ex-copper, a military copper, but an ex-copper nonetheless. I've done a lot of investigation. You've got guilty written on your forehead. You know, you're, you're like a little puppy sat next to a pile of poo. You're that guilty. Just because my name is Sean doesn't mean I'm Sean Spears and I have a chair. Poor Dan Housen. I have donated to his Patreon. I have joined his Patreon. Um, but apparently, so have a lot of other people. So he's doing, he's actually probably doing better out of it than, um, than when he was wrestling, bless him. But also, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick, well, quick piece of advice before we really do go, is get on YouTube and watch his, his blog of him on the Jericho Cruise. Highly entertaining. Highly entertaining watch and really enjoyable. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to donate to Dan Housen, 
there's a link on our Twitter account at Radio Free PW because the stunning one has donated to the fund as well. So wherefore we keep Dan very nice, very evil. We love Danhausen. And please don't you curse Knoxville because you got injured here, Danhausen. Please don't curse us. <laughs> brilliant. Oh brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show live on Fenland Youth Radio. This coming Tuesday at 5pm GMT UK time with obvious interactions from the man himself, the Knoxville Knight, stunning Sean Birkhead. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm off for a lie down and to watch Peterborough United get beaten about 15-0 by Fulham. Have a great week, guys, and I'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, until we speak to you next week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling, your Peckinger Saint is Danny. And future Churchill Cup champion wishes you a stunning rest of your week. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues. <laughs>